testing will will be a thrill Grandpa and chill, grandson and friends Grandpa and chill in full effect We talk about it all, yeah put it all on the set With that pet craze too, we chillin' with Rosie Come through, stay tuned, yeah listen closely Cause this the millennials and the silent generation Coming together, discussion in rotation This is Grandpa and chill Welcome to the Wednesday, January 25th, 2022 Today's episode. Today's the 26th? Yeah, it shouldn't it's the 26th. Be. <laughs> For real? Yep. You already messed oh, up. All right. You're fired. Don't worry. We had that job was yesterday on the 25th. Okay. All right. Try take, again. Take seven. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Grandpa and Chill. That's all that needed to be said. <laughs> there it is. I love that. I wow. think that's good enough. Yeah. That was our best one so far. <laughs> <laughs> we go straight into the intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Kevin. Hey, Susan. Hey, Brandon. Um, you guys have been on before, um, but uh, have just been killing it. And we've never, since we moved to more long form stuff, we've not had you guys on. And I just have been like dying to have a long conversation. So cool, babe. I'm really happy you're here. Thanks. Happy to be here. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If you could, if you could reintroduce yourself to our audience and just like give like a brief synopsis of your backstory, what you guys do, and all that. Allow kind of me stuff. to reintroduce myself. My, My name, name is Ho. Exactly. <laughs> I am Susan Spain, and this is. Oh, I, oh, I guess more. I'm supposed to say the whole the whole thing, right? Um, well, I'm from New Jersey, Montclair, New Jersey. Live in Manhattan. And um, I don't know. What else do you want to know? I should have written it down as you were saying. Uh, what do you What do you do? What's your? I'm an actress. Um, I just actually um, my TV show. I was I just finished up the season of Our Kind of People. I played Rose Franklin mm-hmm. in Our Kind of People on Fox, and uh, we had our season finale last night. Oh my god! And our fingers crossed for a second season. We haven't heard yet it, uh, whether we're getting the green light on that or not. But. Cool. Was was that through Gil? Sorry to interrupt. It was. It was through Gil Cannon Crew. Fuck yes. Brandon actually helped me get into Gil Talent Group. He told me about this great audition, and I went and auditioned. They were opening up an office in New York City. It was just before COVID. Wow. And. Wow. Um, and they uh, gave me a contract just around the time the world shut down. But um, they're awesome. They stuck with me, and I stuck with them. And you know, as the everything started to open back up, I got an audition for a TV series. And actually, they 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 I I I've been really busy auditioning. Last year was I was flush with auditions. It was pretty awesome. They're great. No so thank you, Brandon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love them. They're awesome. Uh, they're, they're an awesome agency. Fantastic. And uh, Kevin? <laughs> yes, sir. My name is uh, Kevin Craig West, uh, actor, uh, filmmaker, and uh, she failed to mention that she's also a 
singer and a book now. And uh, <laughs> she just, I don't know if you follow her uh, posts on social media, but she uh, just did a birthday party. I, well, I don't know if you can talk about private events or whatever. Well, you posted it, so. It was anyway, <laughs> she uh, birthday party for, uh, well, you tell it. <laughs> I, I love how he does that, though. He just he, he talks about me. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm also in a Motown tribute group called The Shadows of the 60s. And um, we just got back from performing in Los Angeles last week at Paul Stanley's birthday party from Kiss. There were lots of fun. Lots of big folks there. It was a lot of fun. And I narrate audiobooks. I have an earphones award for a, a book I narrated. Um, that actually a friend of mine from um, college wrote that book. So that was kind of a nice coincidence called After Tupac and D. Foster. Yeah, earphones is a what as well. It's, it's an award that uh, there are actually, I think there are two different awards you can get, or maybe three for, um, for audio books. There's the Audis and then there's the earphones award and I won an earphones award. You got the earphones award, you said? I have an earphones award for, for nominees. Wow. For narrating That's audiobooks, awesome. which I've been doing for three years. Cool, cool, cool. What is the yeah, difference? The difference in. It, between audiobooks and earphone awards. I'm, I'm not familiar with these. The earphone awards, are, they, they call them earphone awards because in order to narrate an audiobook, you have to wear headphones. It's it's just the name of the award that's given um, for for that branch of acting. Like, like the Oscars are for film and the uh, Grammys are for music and the Emmys are for daytime television. The earphones are for audiobooks. But what are the the audis or the other ones? Right, mm-hmm. the difference between the, the, the they're the same. It's just and... yeah, they're the same. It's just like like um like there are Golden Globe awards for films, and there's Oscars for films, and mm-hmm. there's SAG awards for films. It's all you know. They're just different awards or this mm-hmm. for the same thing. I see. Yeah. Cool. How how did you guys both get into acting? We met doing during a play. We we did a play together. I'll let Kevin tell that story because we have different stories of how we actually met. No, how do we? Which, which one is the right? Oh, I thought you said how do we meet? No, but I like I like the meeting better. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, you know, performing with a band in front of all those loud instruments, my hearing is gone. No, you guys are so cute and so amazing. Because I asked Kevin, like, tell me about yourself, Kevin, and then he just talks about you, and then I'm like, Susan, how'd you get into? Yeah. And you're like, so Kevin and I met. That's cute. How did you guys meet? We met during um, pre-COVID, way back in the pre-COVID times, and uh, in a play uh, in Vermont that uh, was, uh, what was it, like five, six, six of us on stage, mm-hmm. uh, six of us on stage the whole time playing a full town of like 20-something people or something. Wow. Yeah. 
And we didn't have any, none of our work on stage that inter, we didn't interact with one another. Um, I tried to like start cheating my blocking toward her to like flirt while on stage. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did a show together and hung out every day and and uh, Kevin was living in Los Angeles at the time, well, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I wouldn't let him go home. Hilarious. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were the only uh, melanated folks of the cast, so it was a, a um, kind of an easy attraction there. Um, That's the only reason that he decided to date me was because <laughs> <laughs> they matching us up. All right. That was it. <laughs> I've, been in, I've been in Vermont six weeks and I finally found somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the play's called uh, Judavine. It was a phenomenal play and uh, fun work. And, and uh, yeah, interestingly, on the way to the, we actually were on the same transportation to get to the theater, but didn't know, excuse me, one another, nor did we know that we were both heading to the same place. In fact, I attempt, I thought of uh, speaking to her and telling her to come see my show, uh, <laughs> but decided against it. And and why do you feel that you guys tell the story differently, Susan? Um, well, it's, it's all in the ride to the, to the, to the, to the venue that we have slightly different stories. We ended up on the same, on the same bus or shuttle from um from albany to vermont and um kevin will tell you that i got on the bus and i threw my bag on top of his and that i showed up late <laughs> i won't tell us she didn't and, throw her bag on top of mine the, and, the bus driver did but he thinks that i that i that i don't know i that I ignored him or something or i saw him and didn't speak or whatever and i was just I had started, in addition to the job I was going to, I had just started another job with the job that I was leaving. I was kind of, I started another, a new freelance job. And when I got on the vehicle, I was just sort of like focused on getting that job done. And so I sat down and I've got my laptop and my iPad with me. And I just, I just zoned out. I didn't notice anybody else on the vehicle. And um, when we got off, I got off before he did. And um, he said he was kind of cursing himself for not telling me about this play that he was in. And I think it, I, that always makes me laugh. But, um, you know, he would tell people that, you know, we we were on the same vehicle and saw each other. And for him, it was, he mm-hmm. won't tell anybody else that, man. I guess. that They didn't put that part in the story. <laughs> I like when he says that sort of thing. So I like him to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> even though i didn't see him yeah. and then you guys ended up being in the same play yeah we're in the same play and, kind of and knew a number of people together, together and, and yeah it's pretty interesting yeah it's crazy how many mutual friends we had throughout all of these years and 
never never met each other before. Crazy. Yeah. It's been the right time. Cool. Wow. So, Twitch and Kevin, what do you tell about you? <laughs> well, I just, Kevin, huh? Kevin's been killing it. I so I'll say I I just randomly saw this movie, uh, Don't Look Up, which was one of the biggest movies of the year. I just happened to see my friend Kevin <laughs> sitting next to uh, Meryl <laughs> Streep and uh, Jonah, like the biggest actors in Hollywood. It was, it was insane. It was really cool. That was a lot of fun. That was uh, I was surprised too. I was watching and I was like, how the hell did they get my face? I'm there. Like, yeah. Um, no, that was a phenomenal experience. And that was uh, that was a nice treat for um, the show that I was doing. I was doing a play up in Boston that got shut down uh you know, closed early because of COVID and the last performance of it prior to us being closed down or the second to last performance, a casting director that, uh, that called me in for the, for, for that role, uh, saw the show and sent a message a couple of weeks later saying, Hey, saw your show and, uh, we're casting this thing. And, yeah, it was it, it, it was awesome. But the audition happened like, you know, like as soon as the shutdown happened, uh, pretty much. And I never thought anything about it or whatever. And then the end of twenty, the end of near the end of twenty, I, uh, they reached out to me and said, "Hey, uh, remember that thing you auditioned for? Uh, we want to use you." Blah blah blah. And, like holy smokes what and uh yeah so it turned out my the because of covid and covid protocols that were being put into place once they started filming uh it was the first thing that uh, it was the first thing that i'd been involved in i think it was one of the first yeah. it was one of the first projects that had started filming um after covid, uh, after COVID. and they had it was like doing COVID, but super, super uh, strict uh, COVID protocol uh, prior to anyone going on set. Uh, they had a they had a COVID hotel, so everyone had to go and and have this cadence of COVID tests, but quarantine in the hotel uh, for ten days prior to going out on set and uh, and getting tested. Uh, there, and I mean, just doing everything there, your, your laundry, food, everything had to be delivered there and, and into a, a special section, no visitors, nothing. It was, it was, it was pretty strict, but, uh, but yeah, it was the first of, of, uh, so it turned out I ended up shooting that in January of last year and, uh, yeah, it was, it kicked off a great year. So it's okay. wonderful. Yeah. Lovely piece of luck. Yeah, Kevin, it sounds as though you're getting jobs, uh, getting uh, acting jobs just by meeting the right people at the right time. And is there any point uh, in belonging to a union, an actor's union, or having a manager or an agent, or do you just generally uh, find work otherwise? 
Uh, well, prior to having representation, I do have both a uh, manager and an agent. Uh, but prior to having those, um, I, I was able to work mostly through networking. So it, it, uh, and still, uh, with having those, it, it, it does help, you know, the right place, right time, meeting people, you know, being out networking, all of it, all of it helps, uh, having representation though is, is, is it's it's necessary for me for the types of, of jobs that I'd like to do. Um, there's some that that without representation, uh, talent can't have access to, unfortunately, or it's harder to gain access to. Uh, you know, without actually knowing someone. So a lot of the the studio uh, work and you know bigger budgeted films and and uh, network television, all of that. In order for me to do the roles that I'd like to do, I'd uh, have to have representation. So, and, and when you say representation, are you referring to a manager, an agent? Right. Uh, both, yes. Uh, both. Uh, either or both. Uh, but yes, I, I have. Uh, um, I'm I'm fairly new with my my management team, uh, which absolutely love. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, I just recently signed with them actually and and forgot that there was a a trial period that I had been working with them under um, I'm not sure what it was six months nine nine whatever it was whatever the trial period was uh, they sent me an email saying all right well the trial is over and you know we'd love to rep for you if you like to be repped by us, you know, here's a contract with sign, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, pardon me. But I totally blanked that, forgot that I, uh, you know, was, was, was not already signed with you guys because they've been working, you know, like super hard uh, for me, in my opinion. So, wow. Yeah. My opinion too. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yes, you could certainly, uh, uh, get work without having representation, without having an agent, uh, or manager or both. Uh, but, uh, it, it's definitely helpful to have them. What about the belonging to the union? Is that, is that uh, and, and that as well, uh, there's lots of non-union work that's out there. It's a lot of, a lot of really cool non-union work out, uh, out there. Uh, but for the types of work that I'd like to do, again, the bigger budgeted films, uh, the, uh, network television, uh, all of those, uh, you have to be a union member, uh, to, to, to be in, excuse me, and I've been part of the union since the 1900s, so way back before the turn. The 1900s? <laughs> Back in the 1900s, remember those? <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, it was it was something that when I when I did get started in this business, that I learned early on that if I wanted to do this professionally, it was something that I should uh, should join, should 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 be a member of. So, um, yeah. And, and what every, union is it? Is it SAG or what? 
I'm not really uh, I'm a member of both SAG-AFTRA uh, uh, as well as Actors' Equity, which is the union for working on stage. Um, uh, SAG and AFTRA, when I joined, they were two separate unions. One, SAG, Screen Actors Guild, was specifically for uh, working on film. And uh, AFTRA, the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, was... Uh, geared more specifically to to television uh, as far as actors uh, or news reporters and then radio as well. Uh, does, does your lady friend sing to you? She has. She does. Her mom sang to me recently. <laughs> she did. My mother made a song for him. <laughs> she loves Kevin so much. Uh, and she made a song for him. Um, <laughs> But yes, and she sings quite well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys got to got to check her out on a and a uh, whenever she's near your city. They she, yeah, yeah. Okay. they're everywhere. So they'll be in your city sometime this year, next year, I'm sure. This year, yeah. hopefully, it's early in the year. Be nice. Yeah, we've been blessed. We've traveled a lot with the band uh, or group, like. Director would kill me if you heard me say band on the podcast. He's <laughs> we're a big a big production. We you know wear sequin gowns and gloves and and such. And it's a it's a really big production with um, choreography and everything. And um, we do the Supremes, oh, wow. the uh, Martha Reese and the Vandellas, the Four Tops, Temptations, um, wow. a little bit of everything in our show. And we. We've been to Hawaii this year, and we did a cruise in Mexico, and we've wow. been all over the place. So, when when you uh, when you get like a new song, a one that you're not uh, not familiar with, how long does it take you to to learn it and be able to sing along with the band or whatever the old chorus or whatever? How long does that? I need well. Twice, if you're okay. Uh, you know, it, it sometimes it takes a while to learn a song, and sometimes the words just sort of they, you know, I don't know if it's the way that they're written or the the meaning of. But sometimes the way they flow, it it's it's a little easier to learn a song. But as I get older, it takes a little more time to learn anything. <laughs> words to a song, words to a script. It you know, it's, it takes a little bit longer to commit to memory. It's a good question. This uh, last show that we did, um, no, not the one in Los Angeles, but prior to that, we were in, um, where did we go? Texas? No, Florida. We were in Florida. And um, we perform there every year in January for, it's a fundraising event. And this year he wanted to mix it up a little bit and have us sing some different songs. And so he asked me to sing us, to learn a new song and, I really only had like a couple of days to learn it. And I was nervous. <laughs> I was afraid I might not remember all the, all the lyrics, but uh, they actually ended up cutting the song for other reasons. But um, so we'll never know whether or, not, <laughs> whether or not I was all committed, but yeah, you know, I don't know, a couple of days, uh, a week, all depends on the, on the material. Speaking of that, when you guys are have done your respective huge acting gigs recently, um, 
is there like a, a nervousness or a pressure uh, to not flub a line? Like, do you get anxious like that when they yell action or what's yes. going on? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did something with one line. It had one line this year. And uh, one, of, one of the things that I was like lucky enough to grab and um, for like, for like, Two weeks, I would just like repeat it to myself. Like, these pretzels uh, are making me thirsty. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Literally, literally. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna do it like this. <laughs> and then I get to set, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm so nervous. And I walk because it's um with someone who's like very mm-hmm. famous, whatever. And uh, I I get there and I stand on my mark, and the director comes and he's like, hey, let's change the line. Oh, I hate that. And like, and like with the one line I had was completely different. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> that happened to me, and, too, and, just a few weeks ago. <laughs> really? They changed, the, they changed yeah. the script, and I had been working on it and working on it. And, and um, actually, they changed my shoot dates for the TV show. Oh. And they kept changing them. And, um, you know, I'd had the script for a while and I'd been working on it for a while. And when I finally got in, like the night before they changed my lines and one of the lines, I don't know if I ever got it right. This, the script supervisor kept coming up to me and going, so that, that line is actually, so you know, that line is actually, so the line is, (laughs) I'm like, I know, I don't know why it was like, I kept brain freezing on that one line. The one, one of the lines that they changed and they changed it. They changed a few lines, but that one I just couldn't. I I don't know when I got to it. I'm like, and maybe it was just that I was in the moment of the scene, and I just I wasn't thinking about it until it came time to say the words, and the wrong words just kept coming out. Yeah. Of my mouth. But you didn't you didn't bomb the take. You weren't like oh fuck, and then they had to. No, I would just say the wrong line, and afterwards she'd come up to me and say, "So the line is." Yeah. <laughs> And look, I can't. I don't even know what the line is now. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, hopefully, hopefully, nobody but the script person. Knows. Yeah, I mean, everybody on set knew because she kept coming up to me and telling me. But <laughs> I think they at least got one yeah. good take out of it. <laughs> so, what well, I think what what everybody saw on um, last Tuesday was the correct line, or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> but um, um, when you're when you're doing these. Where, where it's not just like a small co-star and you have more than one line and you're sitting next to whoever it is, Jonah Hill, whatever. Um, like the, does the, does the pressure or the nerves go away after you get there? Or no, is it a constant? That's interesting. I, I, I can't honestly say that I, I mean, I felt the, the nervous to, to, you know, like while, in wardrobe while in the trailer while you know getting on to set and then you know being introduced to everyone like there was uh, i was nervous up to then but i guess i don't know i guess after introductions um yeah it then there was an ease because once like seated and you know go through a rehearsal or whatever it then I don't know. It just, but I don't know. Maybe I was still nervous. Maybe I'm still nervous and shell shocked. And no. shell shocked. <laughs> shell shocked. But is the uh, way of putting it. yeah, it yeah. 
But uh, I think people are really nice to you. You don't, you don't, like you were saying how nice Meryl Streep was. Like when they, when, when they come up to you and, you know, and, and they're cool with you, they sort of break the ice and you feel a little bit more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but once it became about the words, like, you know, if I'm, if I've listened to the words in my head and then, you know, like hearing everyone say them or whatever, I mean, it, it, I guess, well, there definitely was a difference between how I was saying them in my head to, you know, having everyone else say them. Oh my God. Especially Mark Rylance. My God, he's just, he's brilliant. Um, but like once that whole process is going on, then it's just about me listening and responding. So it, I mean, that eases some of the nerves of, of me being in the mode of, you know, of my job. Uh, but leading up to, I guess me saying, you know, the, or hearing action or whatever, I'm in my head about, you know, what's the line, what's the line. Interestingly though, on, uh, 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 a project that's coming up uh, that that I had a number of lines that they the the so sometimes film is shot in sections where or like in like groups like you know that you can like just say this group of lines for like the next hour and so they switch over you know that you're not gonna like go through a number of pages well this particular thing, the, the director decided or asked if everyone was okay with doing 10 pages straight. Now, like, that's a lot, that's a lot. to, yeah. like, dialogue, to film continuously, because <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's not normally this done. This? No. Um, is it, aren't scripts usually prepared, like, so that, you know, Hopefully, each page is a minute. Correct. Yeah. So this yeah, was wild. Yeah. So this was was and shooting on film. So they were doing. I think oh, yeah, using mags. You know, I mean, it's twenty minute minute mags, but but so they were shooting anyway. So it worked, but because of being used to it being done one way, I was not a number of us weren't prepared for that, but it worked out. Um, but so initially I thought, Oh my God, I don't know all of the lines on this. I was waiting till we got there because the repetition, <laughs> then you learn it, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. So, so that initially threw me and I was in my head about it. Like, Oh, when we get to this part, what is that one that keeps throwing me? Oh, what is that? But, Again, it all it all worked out, but but yeah, that 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 made me more nervous. That was why I thought of it. That made me more nervous than the than working with the uh, the celebs and don't look up. I mean, now mind you, this also had uh, celebs, um, so you know I could have been nervous from <laughs> from the people that I was working with, but uh, but more so because of of the big block that we were about to tackle that we successfully did too, by the way. Have you, have you worked with any particular actors that you are uh, enamored with because they, you feel like they're so talented or is everybody just pretty much the same? 
Uh, I've been blessed to, I would say that, I mean, everyone that I've worked with, including this lady next to me, um, I've, I've, I've had that, that, that feeling about, um, like this, the past year of work, it was, it felt like, it felt like master classes that I got to sit in on and, and, and have this out of body experience, uh, uh, with, because, yeah, it's just, you know, like continually pinching myself, like, wow, I'm actually sitting here, you know, ha having scripted lines with so-and-so or, you know, um, or then having a conversation about blah, 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 whatever. Um, and, and, and being able to, you know, just you know, like watch their process and incorporate it into my process and, and yeah, all of it. It's just been like, wow. And it's in, it's quite interesting. There's, um, I can't say that there's any current living artist that I'm like starstruck over, um, uh, that I would, uh, that I, 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 I can't like talk or be myself around. Uh, Cicely Tyson was one such person that I just, yeah, couldn't be myself around. Was what like, was oh, that God. name again? Uh, Cicely Tyson. Uh, first black woman to win an Oscar um, for a best actor. And uh, yeah, she's, she's, I'm sure you know she is. A lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, so aside from, aside from her, I've never been, been, I mean, they're, I mean, I'm in awe of, of tons of folk, but uh, yeah, I've, 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 I've always felt comfortable around, um, you know, great talents. Uh, but, uh, yeah, to, to, to actually get to, to interact with them, um, you know, in directed scripted scenes, it's, it's pretty cool. God bless. Does getting a good night's sleep, uh, affect your performance or not getting it? I I don't know. I can't really say that I've honestly had a good night's sleep. I sleep <laughs> have a weird sleep schedule. <laughs> just, yeah. And like I could sleep like a couple of hours and like be fine. Um wow. I get up like zero dark thirty every morning <laughs> and yeah, I can go to bed late. But I take a lot of naps throughout the day. Um once I became a senior citizen, I noticed I started napping a lot. But you don't fall asleep on the on the set, right? No, I've not fallen asleep on set yet. That's a that's a concern of mine that he'll fall asleep on set. <laughs> yeah, narcolepsy hasn't hasn't quite set in yet. <laughs> I don't know if that. Huh? I don't know if that that just sets in. I think you're. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Don't, I can't, no. Uh, yeah. Kevin is full of surprises. <laughs> full of silly. Yeah. How are you doing? Fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. Um, yeah. I wanted to uh, ask you guys because um, you've had just such like an amazing uh, 
successful, you know, since we've last seen you. Um, how do you navigate the successes with, uh, if you've ever had them, the not so great times or the, you know, the actor dry spells? Anytime that I'm not on set, it feels like it's a dry spell to me. Um, <laughs> uh, Speaking for a friend, not myself. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I, eternal hope. Um, and belief that more is, 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 is coming. Um, I love the, the, the word, um, the New York state model, Excelsior, um, ever upward. Um, and yeah, I just believe that if I keep my belief, then yeah, to keep me going and there's always going to be something coming and, and, and it just, yeah, it just seems to to just pop up out of nowhere. And For me, it all depends on the length of time in between jobs. <laughs> I mean, if it's a really long time, it's, uh, you know, it can be discouraging at times, but I try to consider myself between jobs while, you know, when I'm not working and just, you know, you just have to believe that the next job is right around the corner. Otherwise, you know, like Sounds as though you guys do a lot of traveling to get to different jobs. Now, does the studio yeah. or your manager, or whatever, make the arrangements for for you, or you have to do that yourself? You know, as far as motels and getting there and all that kind of, you know, the they make mundane the day, day issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for every job that I've ever had that I've had to travel travel for, they they've made the job the tra- transportation for me. They provided that they pay for it. They book it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the last, this, this TV series, I had one instance where I had to travel from the TV shoot to a, a job with my band. And um, I ended up having to change the, once they were trying to book me actually to the location where we were performing with the band, but they, um, they ended up because the dates were sort of mixed up, ended up bringing me back home, but they handled everything. I thought I might have to take it over, but they handled everything for me. They changed the flight for me. They, they booked everything. They booked cars to get me from home to the airport. They're really wonderful about that. That's a big deal. Getting from, you know, getting around and getting a place to stay and not having to worry about, those issues. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really a relief to not have to take care of any of that. I did children's theater was one of my first union jobs. My first union job, it actually got me my actors equity association contract. And, um, it, uh, it was a, you know, the cast members were also considered, um, assistant stage managers, ASMs. And we, part of our job was to, load and unload the set and to drive the vehicles around and <laughs> although they booked our hotels and stuff we drove all the cars it was like you know you get up and you the early morning shows you get up early in the morning you drive to the venue you do the show sometimes two shows then you break it all back down after you build the set you break it all back down put it in the van and drive to the next venue and that was that was quite a tedious job i don't think i'd want to do that now but you know when you're 
when you're a kid trying to get your equity card, that's that's paying your dues and you know, we all did it. But it was the next the next tour that I got, I was like, I don't have to drive, do I? They're like, No. <laughs> no, you don't have to drive. That's all you know, just sit back. So it's yeah. it depends on the job that you have. Did did you audition for our kind of people? Was that a self tape or was that in person? It was a self tape. Um yeah, Whoa. I don't I don't know that they're no, actually I think I have had a couple of in person auditions since uh since the COVID shut down and since things opened back up. But yeah, almost all of my auditions are are self tapes. Has that been a hard transition for you guys? Sometimes and well no, when uh when at home, but when out on the road somewhere or vacationing or whatever it can it can prove uh, a, 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 a task it can prove uh, it's challenging wall or whatever yeah to okay. to get you know make to ensure good sound and lighting and you know without having to you know without you know bringing a bunch of gear but in the beginning I hated it I hated self-taping and I mean that was before COVID that was when it you know when people first started getting into self tapes. Um, when was that? I don't know. It's been maybe uh, five or six. Well, I had to self tape for the job that, that I did with Kevin. That was 2019, probably like 2017, 18. It started to, to, to mm. become a thing. Everybody wasn't yeah. doing it, you know, for stage here in, in New York, most of our audition, most of, most of the work in New York city, forever has been stage and for stage yeah. you would always do live auditions they didn't ask for self-tapes except for if it's a region something that wasn't here like the show that we did together was a stage production but it was in vermont and because i couldn't go and do it the audition live i had to send a self-tape for that mm-hmm. but i used to hate self-tape and i discovered after after dating kevin that i was doing them wrong anyway <laughs> <laughs> but not everybody has a Kevin. What, what, Kevin is very adept with cameras and lights and, you know, so he'll set everything up for me for my auditions and he'll read with me and, you know, it's made life in that department very, very much easier. And yeah, yeah, so now self-taping is not an issue, but, you know, before I started seeing him, it was you know, setting up, I didn't have a real backdrop. I used a curtain, like a, um, what you, what you, a valance for my, for my curtains. I would take that and tack it to the wall in front of my desk and make sure it was straight. And then I would set my cam, my, my phone up on an eye on, on a, a tripod. And I would use, sometimes I didn't have a reader. I would use my iPad and I would say the, the opposite lines and, you know, and I just push play on that and have, I'd be reading with myself <laughs> Which people still do occasionally, but you know, it was just, I just hated uh, it. Do, do you not use your iPhone? Just, just to give context to anybody that's listening, that I, we're nerding out about <laughs> acting right now. But um, the, uh, I guess three years ago ish, um, uh, or longer, everybody used to go into a room. So if you wanted any job in television or theater, you'd go in and read with a casting director. And before COVID, it felt like there was like a slow shift where. Uh, we were expected to self-tape, like send in the actual auditions. And since the pandemic, it's I, I haven't been in the room once. It's all been self-tapes. Um, 
But do you not use your iPhone? We do. You we use... do. Um, oh, okay. I've, oh, okay. I thought you were saying that's one of the I've bad I've always things. used like, oh, my iPhone. I used to do it like the the vertical. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to do that. You're supposed to do oh. horizontal. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. because of my backdrop, <laughs> because my backdrop was narrow, I always set my phone up narrow. <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, they, 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 they don't mind you using your phone. So we do use our phone. Although, um, for a while, Kevin was setting up an actual camera. He has magnificent camera equipment and, um, he would set up an actual camera for it, but we've discovered that it's pretty simple to just use. And because the, the iPhones photograph so well now. Um, we're able to use those for them and, you know, it's, we can airdrop them to each other and it just, it's, it it has made life a lot easier Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. So, so the, the wrong stuff that Kevin was teaching was, is that more, it's just all technical things, (laughs) The wrong stuff I was teaching. (laughs) Kevin doesn't do anything wrong. The right stuff that he was teaching. He's awesome. He's Yeah, yeah. The stopping you from doing wrong—that was all well, technical. It's not the, the, the stuff that he was that he corrected in my behavior, like the the bad. Yes, 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 that was yeah. um yeah, yeah. Like you're, they don't. In fact, now most of the um, breakdowns will tell you to set your phone up horizontally on a tripod because right. that's that's the direction of film. It's it's you know it's always yeah. lengthwise like that. Mm-hmm. So. Do, do you find you guys? Um, have you found that you're adjusting your performances or your auditions from a self tape versus when it was in the room? Absolutely. Like, I do because, because so? I, well, I'm, I used to be primarily a stage actor. Um, mm-hmm. And although I know that, you know, there's a difference between, you know, auditioning for film and television and auditioning for stage. Um, my auditions have always been my my auditions you know it just i've never i i adjusted for film and television auditions but um but I, my auditions are definitely different now that that i have this little tiny camera in front of me than they used to be um in the room with people well what would you say to someone that is still has still only done theater and wants to make that switch. Um, years ago, I was accused of doing what they call mugging, which is, um, you know, if you're many, many stage actors, um, you, 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 you want your performance has to reach people up in the rafters. And so people that perform on stage generally perform much bigger. It's just a bigger performance. Um, and when you're performing for film and television, it's 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 really the lens of the camera that's capturing you. And so, if you're performing that big, it just looks almost clownish. <laughs> on and and you almost like the, if you're seeing like, you know, sometimes people in smaller roles in in um in the, of things that are shot in New York, you'll you, you'll sometimes see that they're you know may may not have really made the transition very well yet. But you you really just kind of try to do the same, get the same thing across, but in smaller proportions, so that it's not so big. You're not trying to reach people in the rafters. You're trying to just it's just this little tiny lens that you're getting into and. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you want to sort of dial it down a little bit. If that really made any sense, you, know, you can it, basically yeah. you can be you can you can be too big for for film and television, and not, and the other the the other way around also translates. I've seen people who are traditionally stage and film actors, I mean, uh, film and television actors, get on the stage and be too small for the stage. They they don't they don't they're not used to you know having to reach the people in the back and so they don't um yeah i i saw a movie or um i think it was of mice and men and james franco and there's a lot of <laughs> james franco but um uh he he was very successful in in film and then he did like one broadway play where i don't think he's ever done mm-hmm. theater before and uh i saw him live and he was like terrible like really like he was he was like trying to play with cards and whatever and you couldn't hear him and it just like he like shrank you know it's very interesting and that's another thing i mean people almost whisper on stage like they i mean not stage in film i'm confusing myself in film and tv you're told you know to speak softer and you'll notice it or Mm -hmm. you may not but some people whisper almost for film and tv and that you can't do that on stage. You have to project, and yeah. you know there are there are there are. I mean, Meryl Streep and Denzel Washington—they're classically they're 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 trained for theater. Um, they you know they manage to do that crossover very well. You wouldn't know it, but they're you know they're they they're they're theatrically trained actors, and so um, you know they. So is Mark Rylance, who Kevin's. Oh my made. God, we. What? What? I love how you were you were acting with Meryl Streep, Jonah like Hill, me. I think Leo, and then you're like Mark Rylance was the good. Oh, one. Oh, they're all phenomenal. They were all good. Well, His performance was just different. No, no, no. I'm kidding, but obviously they're the greatest. Well, I watched the the, the 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 director uh, Adam McKay gave a lot of. Uh, uh, leeway for like after we did what was scripted, he then allowed for for alternate versions of it and and a lot of uh, uh, ad living and um, was encouraging you know a bunch of uh, uh, I mean there's like lots more footage I'm sure with with any film there's always a lot more footage uh, than you get to see in the edited version but anyway so we did all of this extra stuff. And there was this one point where he had given a suggestion to Mark along with uh, a couple of extra multi-syllabic words that were part of the, I guess, list of, of elements that he was saying was part of this asteroid, uh, this meteor that was going to, uh, to, to, you know, impale at Earth. You and I might've had a problem with this, Brandon. So, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so and saying okay yeah do it this way or whatever he's like do you need time to work on it and he took like literally 30 seconds and then just like ran it off and it was like oh my god it was just he yeah i mean they're all brilliant i mean it jonah hill my god his he's so quick with it it's it was just yeah as i said it was like a, a master class just no, everybody in that scene is one of my favorite actors. Be right back.
talks amongst yourselves. I'm sure you guys, you know, people that are in the cast like yourselves are always, almost always very nice people, but do you ever have a problem with any cast members or or a director that, uh, you know, is offensive to you? Is that? I'm usually the offensive one. So I <laughs> nip it right in the bud. I'm just like, I'm going to be the asshole. No, I've, <laughs> I've actually not had, uh, and I can think of not on camera have I worked with uh yeah uh, uh you don't want to name you don't want to name any names oh I would if I had a <laughs> no, I, but no I I um, yeah I mean I would I could certainly you know say oh I had a bad experience with so and so and I don't think that it's it's. I mean, if if I had a bad experience with someone, I don't think that I, I think that it's okay for me to share. I mean, as long as I'm not, you know, bad mouthing and bashing them or whatever, but to share what my ex- actual experience was. But uh, especially in all of the work that I've been blessed with this past year, I've it's it, they've been masterclasses for me. It's just been absolutely amazing. Um, I'm a uh, Next, this coming Tuesday, the first, uh, I'm on an episode of uh, FBI Most Wanted, and filming that, that experience was just, like, uh, again, like just phenomenal cast of people. Um, Are you the cop or the fugitive? I'm a, I'm a, you have to tune in. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I was quite surprised to in conversation with the cast while not while it not being uh, scripted to hear their native accents it just it blew my mind uh and uh yeah just that's that just blew my mind that not one person sounds the way they sound when they're in their character, it's like, what? Wow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal cast. Oh my gosh. They were just, they were the best. The bee's knees. Hmm. Yeah. That's this coming Tuesday, February 1st, 10 o'clock, I believe. Yeah. Is that the same, the same show that the fellow whose son was killed or, what is like the host in the show or is that a different show mm, I don't know, I don't yeah, know. this is a, it's a Dick Wolf series they have uh, FBI comes on at 8 Nine. and then there's FBI International and then FBI yeah, Most Wanted it, yeah it's a whole night of FBI mm. sounds like you're getting a lot of work Um, I think I've been Accumulating some questions in my head as I've been listening. Um, I guess the first one is, how long have you guys been together? I, you might have said it last time you were on, but I just just wanted to. Well, it's grown since the last time we've been on. It's It looked like it. 17 hours. I was guessing that. <laughs> yeah, we've been together. Two and a half Yeah, going on three years now. Wow! Congratulations. Thank you. Um, 
my next question was, um, you said you finished the series recently, both of you, but, um, but, uh, I just wanted, it was, this is your first, this is like a first series you started from beginning to end or have you done multiple like, um, TV series compared to other acting? Like, are you, are, is, is this is it normal for you guys to have like do a series from like uh, a TV series? None of this is normal. This is mm-hmm. this whole COVID year of of work has been, uh, yeah, it's been abnormal. Um, uh, and we've had different experiences in our series. Yeah, Kevin's before. been in a number of TV series this year. He was in New Amsterdam, uh, Law and Order. Uh, Law and Order, uh, organized crime, um, FBI's Most Wanted. He's, you know, he's he's been in a number of series. I've been in one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but uh-huh. um, and nothing is normal, like Kevin said. I mean, um, I'm sort of uh, transitioning from stage to television and film, and um, we've actually done our own thing too um excuse me um i wrote and directed a short film that kevin and i co-starred in that we're um in post-production it's just we're just finishing it up and we want to sort of um submit it to um film festivals um and then we have another short film that kevin starred in that i directed um, and that one is, uh, in post-production. So we, we, we filmed the whole thing and we're, we're having it edited right now. It's, um, two or three times the length of the one that I wrote. <laughs> um, but I've also written a pilot. Um, I've written that it hasn't, we haven't done it yet, but, um, we acted in a pilot that, that's being written for us. Um, We've, we've been keeping busy with all kinds of things. Um, and I've been, I, you know, I've done a lot of writing. In fact, I'm trying to complete a play. This, uh, theater that we've both worked for, Kevin is, um, has worked for them a number of times, Capital Repertory Theater in, um, Albany. They, uh, have this, um, playwriting series or the, it's a, they're, where they try to, you know, they they take submissions for new plays, and uh, there's a January 31st deadline. I'm trying to meet with a play that I've written, so yeah, we, you know, we just kind of keep ourselves busy doing all sorts of things. Well, I mean, this kind of you didn't answer my question, but this wraps around to my. I was just gonna ready to say, did I answer the question? <laughs> it's no big deal because it actually goes right to where I really the most important question or something that's really been kind of sitting in my head. Uh, yeah. more than anything is um, I've been thinking about, jo- I've been listening to podcasts too about like meaningless jobs or jobs that are meaningful and all, you know, just like jobs that you just don't think are important, like working in a, a office and you, you feel like you go home, you go, I don't know what my job is for. Right. Um, so I hear you guys talking and I'm like, no, nah, this is meaningful work. Right. Cause this is something that you get up and you would do regardless of if someone was paying you or not, I would think maybe it seems like mm-hmm. you have, you have come off fairly passionate. Um, I, I'm wondering if you've ever worked a job that you felt like was BS or have you been lucky enough to kind of just been, uh, been r- riding the, the meaningful wave? Um, I, 
have worked in restaurants. I'm that actor <laughs> for <laughs> over 30 years. And although it has paid my bills and um, I would say when I was younger, I might've found it challenging um, that that's work to me. And they say, if you, you know, if you have a job that you love, it's, you never consider it work. It's, you know, it's just something that you love doing and you do it. Um, stage and film and television and my audio books are, are never work to me. You know, they're, it's something that I love doing. And I, you know, I, it's, it's more like the next project rather than, you know, than just, some shit job that I'm doing. Is that okay to say? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, it, but uh, it, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, go ahead. What are you okay. All right. Uh, uh, that was all of it. Uh, that was all I had. No, <laughs> no, that was. I hope you um, cut me off. For, no, I, for I, me, go ahead. Uh, I, uh, I interestingly vacillate between whether or not this is a job with purpose, uh, or not. Um, I, uh, sometimes like I have to, 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 sometimes I feel guilt about having a job that I don't feel is a job that I love to do. And, and to the point where I, I, I think, wow, well, there are all of these like meaningful jobs out there. First responders, you know, doing work, teachers, you know, all of these meaningful things. But, you know, I have a job where I make people laugh or cry or smile or whatever. Um, and, you know, I have to, to remind myself that that does give meaning, you know, mm -hmm. to, to people. There is meaning, uh, uh, behind it. Um, I, there are times where I can easily get caught up in the, the stigma of, of being an actor. Um, an actor that's not, you know, in, uh, on TV or in, on, on anything that's, that, that's visible where, uh, yeah, it doesn't, where, where it doesn't feel good to be an actor because, you know, friends will, unknowingly saying things, you know, that, 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 you know, are, 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 are hurtful, you know, to actors. Um, I can't think of it. Even family. Yeah. 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 So, so, um, it's easy to, from that, uh, I've, I've, I guess conditioned myself to, to easily think that, that acting is, uh, uh, is a hobby or that acting is something to, to it's an extracurricular thing that it's not a career to be taken seriously. Um, but mm. thankfully it is. And I do believe that, um, um, you know, I, I bring myself around to realize that yes, it has great meaning and it, it does a great deal for people. So, you know, there's a lot of education that happens through, through, uh, I mean, I think that the majority of, of, of what we get to learn and I think that it's one of the best ways of, of, of teaching, of, uh, you know, seeing people's experiences, uh, lived out, you know, through comedy or drama. 
I've also had projects that I've been on where the script was just horrible and <laughs> condescending and, you know, just it 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 doesn't shed a, a a good light on on black people or not not a good light but just like misrepresents people and I'm not I'm not going to do that. You know, I'm not going to not it, it if it were a true story and something bad happened, I get it. Or if it's a well-written story and, you know, that I get it. But if, if it's just something that is just misrepresents people, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to let you, you know, make us look like crap just for your benefit. Or so I just, you know, I've turned down some work because the scripts just weren't, just weren't. Yeah. Weren't good. I, there's something interesting that, um, well, all you, you guys said everything interesting, but, um, well, Kevin was talking about, um, meaning for his job, uh, for being an actor, um, and, and feeling like, is it meaningful? Cause I'm looking at it as an aspiring artist that wants to do something. And I'm thinking like, yeah, of course you're, you're meaningful work. Cause it's meaningful to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I get what you're saying because it's probably so many times that someone does what we think is a meaningless job that someone may be looking at and go, Oh, that's something that, you know, I might want to do. I'm, I'm sure maybe somebody is looking up to someone in a cubicle and go, I want to do that, man. I want to, I want to sit around and do nothing. And I don't think great. there's any such thing as a meaningless job. I mean, I think, you know, if- what about the pyramid schemes? What about like, what about like when they're just like, it just feels like they're just, sometimes I just think that okay. it's a job just for capitalism. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good point. I was speaking more like, you know, People who do what's you know considered kind of grunt work as yeah you know and those those are necessary jobs that maybe nobody likes doing but I wouldn't call them meaningless but you're right well, Ponzi schemes are not <laughs> they're not meaningful jobs. I also say for the psyche of people too because I think people know when they're doing something that's not very meaningful. I think mm-hmm. uh, and they don't feel good about it and that's like a good argument. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going all no, no, um, universal show. health, and universal income type of thing. But uh-huh. I, I, it, I don't think people are going to just sit around and do nothing if they had, um, if they have the opportunity to do nothing. They would probably do something they that made them feel meaning. Because I get sad when I'm doing something that's not meaningful. When I do a job that I feel like is not needed, I get depressed uh, about working. But then right. if I'm doing something, even if it's a hard job, if I'm doing something, I'm like, even if it's running food, at least I know I'm running food. Like yeah. there's, it, it means something. So um, compared to like, I don't know. Yeah. Like doing like pyramid scheme stuff makes me sad. Cause I'm like, what am I doing here? What is this? What a job is this? Who's getting paid from all this? Um, right. No, that's a good point. Yeah. But um, I sit corrected. No, 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 no. I get what you're, I get what you're saying because at this in the same breath, it's like you're saying every job does. If it's giving someone something to do, it's a meaningful job. I shouldn't be rude. Somebody's a, a no, part of a, right, a pyramid scheme crying right now. No, you're <laughs> right. I mean, you know, a, a job that is you know people making their living off of off of you know, stealing from other folks. That's it might it might be considered a job, but that's not a meaningful job. That's horrible. So you're right. Well, entertainment certainly enriches people's lives. I know uh, all the time that uh, my wife and I spend watching uh, acting on television. So, you know, it, 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 it brings a lot into your life. It does. It also takes you away. Mm-hmm. 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 Otherwise, I think life would be kind of boring without it, without 
entertainment or music or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, to what you guys were uh, talking about, um, like to to people that are, I don't know, even high school or kid, whatever it is, like younger people that like do find it very meaningful. Um, what What's your advice to them? Like, what would you say? Someone that's listening that is like wanting to pursue a dream. Uh, go for it. If I mean, if it's a, a dream that is uh, fulfilling and is not harmful to anyone else or yourself, go for it. Uh, we've one life and, uh, it sucks to live it, you know, in regret. Kevin and I grew up, you know, we're a little bit older than you, but I did not have the means that kids have today. You, I mean, you can put yourself out there doing whatever it is that you want or love to do. So if you're, you know, if you, if you're, I, if you're, if you imagine yourself being a filmmaker or, or an actor or a singer or whatever, you ha- all you need to do is pick up your phone and start recording yourself doing whatever it is that you enjoy doing and, and you're out there. It's so much easier for people nowadays to create. Um, and that's the biggest thing. If you're, if you're artistically inclined, no matter what it is that you enjoy doing, whether it's, you know, drawing or painting or acting or singing or whatever, writing poetry, anything you have, every, you have so much at your fingertips, at your disposal to, to use. And I say, use it, use it all, do whatever you can to put yourself out there. Um, that it's, it's, such a blessing to have those opportunities. I had an opportunity to get a, a scholarship when I was in high school, but in order to get that scholarship, I had to send, I had to make a videotape of myself performing videotape. And in order to do that, I would have to hire someone to film me. I had to pay for a studio. And it was like all this money that my family didn't have. So I lost out on the opportunity of, getting a scholarship to go to college because I didn't have the means to get the scholarship. So, you know, anytime anybody's interested in doing anything, even if it's just a little interest, even if you just like, oh, I wonder what that would be like. There's this young man that was in this, um, is it okay to talk about that? Young man that was in this, um, this thing that Kevin filmed and he loved it so much that he just started reaching out to Kevin, like, you know, how do I do this? How do I do this? What do I do? What do I do? And, you know, Kevin has been sort of trying to men, men, not, not really mentor him, but try to encourage him, you know, well, try this, well, do this. Well, next thing you need to do is do this because you have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. You have to work at what it is that you enjoy doing, you know, there may be 1% of performers that actually just things fall into their lap. Most people, you have to work to get what you get. Um, yeah. And I think that number is the 1% high. is even high. 1% is, I think 1% hmm. is Maybe. High, yeah. but, the, but the other side of the coin is that uh, there's a lot more competition today. Isn't there a lot more people want to be in the acting field or want to be a singer or whatever? I don't, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that there's any more people now. Well, there are, I mean, I mean, if we were to look at the census, there's probably more people, period, 
Um, but I don't know that there's any more people now than there were then that would be interested in it. I just think that everybody has the same opportunities now that didn't have then. Yeah, I think that well, because of the access, because of the available resources to create now, I think that not that there's more interest, there's more examples of interest that are out there now. Um, you know, floodgates are, are open. You know, it's like back in the day when, you know, before, you know, this digital world that we're in, someone, you know, it, it, it wasn't that uh, everyone couldn't be a writer because pens and pencils were sold everywhere. Mm-hmm. But... You know, you didn't see that everyone, you know, wanted to be a writer. You know, now with everyone having access to, you know, to video and, 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 you know, photography gear via their phone, uh, it's easy for any and everyone to just say, okay, I'm going to be a filmmaker and then show you the work that they're, you know, being a filmmaker with or whatever. You no longer have to move to the big city. You can live in the smallest rural, ta- rural town and create on your mm-hmm. device and, and there are more platforms get it out for there. It yeah. as well. Like before, you know, uh, even if everyone wanted to be a writer and went out and bought pens or whatever and pencils didn't have the platforms for people to self publish as we do mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. Uh, to produce a, a show, whether it's for television or stage or whatever, uh, is I'm assuming is expensive. How do you get the backing? Uh, is, is is it necessary to get backing for you know whatever production Depending you're going to do for whatever that purpose? it's going to to be? If it's going to be on on anything that's controlled by you know that if it's going to be on on a major network or if it's going to be done by you know a major studio or something, uh, that backing comes through, uh, well, specifically in television, comes through sponsors, uh, you know, paying for the commercials, for the ads that, that air during that time slot is, is what gets something paid for. So you could essentially, like, not have, have a budget, not have any money, um, and but have a great product uh, or a great uh, uh, script or a series or whatever, but have connections to, you know, a number of sponsors that are willing to, to pay the ad time. And you can walk into the studio and say, Hey, I want this show to air at this time. And these are the ads that are going to, to, to pay for it. And as long as those ad, you know, the, the, the ad time is covered, you know, you've got yourself a show. I've listened. Yes. And also like, if you're trying to, anything you're trying to create costs money. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to do it yourself or like a film, like, you know, it, it depends on the budget, but yeah. like if you're doing like a, a web series, it might be a lot, a, a lot less of an investment than it would be to. Well, the reason I'm, I gave that example is because in, in this industry, um, I, I guess with anything, a, a barter, uh, can can take the place of actually having funds. So again, you know, um, and 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 knowing people. So if I if I know, let's say I know someone that works 
uh, at DuPont. And then I also know someone that works at, at Lockheed Martin. And I know someone, you know, like uh, if I, if I have friends in these places and I can say, Hey, um, would you guys do a commercial, uh, sponsor me for commercial during this time period or whatever, if I can get people to, to run a commercial to promote their stuff during a specific time period, I don't have to come in with any money for a project, at least on television. Um, because that's, that's, that's what television is about. It's about, you know, ad space, uh, selling ads. If you've got great ads, then you get great, you know, prime spots. If you've got, you know, if I can only get Ronco or KTEL to, to sponsor something as opposed to getting Madden, NFL or or PlayStation to sponsor something, then I'll end up, you know, in like two a.m. time slots or the time mm-hmm. slots where, you know, um, you know the 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 commercials run for gambling debt or for, <laughs> you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. it, it it's it's a. Uh, I mean, I guess everything is barterable. <laughs> <laughs> barterable um uh but yeah it, it it costs money to do all of these things but uh sponsorship can you can get that without having I, I enjoy listening to yeah. music on on the tv and um i've noticed that like every uh song that i pull up has a sponsor and they're usually pretty substantial companies so there's, so there's a lot of money, I guess, out there to, you know, to sponsor, sponsor, uh, all types of production. Mm-hmm. Finest and I were talking about this on the phone literally last week, but just like, um, making stuff and just like doing it, even like, it's so hard to, to make anything and, and not cause, uh, not a means version of like not being able to make it, but like a, um, it's so scary, you know, it's like make a work of art or mm. something like that. Um, and then once you do it and like the fear is it'll be terrible. And then if it's terrible, then it's heartbreaking, but then you do it again and you do it again and you do it again and it gets like a little better. And, uh, it's like so satisfying. Um, and, uh, I feel like recently, I, I don't, I don't know. What, um, finest had really good insight in this, but like, just like, doing it because you love it until it starts feeling good. You know, I don't know. That's great. It's uh, interesting when you, when you were just saying that the things that I heard were, were you said uh, scary and, and, and um, you said, you didn't say fear, but it amounted to fear. But Mm -hmm. it, it, I thought to myself, wow, it sounds like uh, uh, fear Fearing, fearing disapproval, um, um, and putting out the art like that's, you know, the, the the hard part about making it is that okay, well, will it be accepted or will, like I was thinking about that and like there are a number of things that that I I want to do or that I thought to do or that I may have started doing and haven't completed because I then think oh well the world doesn't need another one of these or or so and so has already got one of these out so like. You know, am I really going to be improving this or I, you know, and I start thinking of all of these different 
ways of of discrediting myself as opposed to just believing in myself and just doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I start judging myself from what, oh, well, so-and-so might think that that's stupid, so eh, I shouldn't do that. And, and instead of just saying, making art for Kevin's sake, you know, because if I then do that, then it's done and it's out there and it can, it, it can receive whatever judgments, you know, are out there because yeah. it's already done, mm-hmm. you know? But like people, people from the outside don't know how, how everybody hears an artist, but like how vulnerable it is. Like if someone comes and sees your play, like as you're getting off the stage, like, um, you know, like they could say something mm-hmm. that's like a dagger where any other time I, I mm-hmm. don't give a fuck, you know, I don't care at all. It's very, yeah. yeah I think we're also very yeah. sensitive folks, actors. We are, yeah. we're, you know, in order to be able to tap into those feelings, you have to have the feelings, you know, and mm-hmm. we're highly critical of ourselves and, um, you know, yeah, any, any kind of bad vibes that you get from something that you've done can, you know, it hurts very deeply. And I think that can be true for even the hardest person, you know, someone that's not really in touch with their feelings would never admit how affected they are by the things that people say about them or to them. But, you know, it, it's got to hurt to some degree, but to us, yeah, you know, it's, it can be a huge setback. It can mean, you know, you sitting in your place depressed rather than putting yourself back out there the next the next day or, you know, it's yeah. Yeah, very vulnerable. Yeah. Finest you yes. Finest, you're making art since like I forget when, when whenever we were talking about this, but like right now. um every day. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, hold on something like that. Right? That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying. I think, um, I agree with Kevin a lot, a lot today. I mean, not the, any other day, but, um, it, I definitely was, and still am afraid of doing art, um, or put, make yourself vulnerable, but also what, what you said as well, um, we're all so human though, and we're all in that same, I really have noticed that even the hardest person, since we're all human and we're all communicating, that means we care about people's opinions because we're social and stuff. So um, I think everyone's afraid of being vulnerable, but we also like seeing it too. So the more you do it, the more people, I don't know if people like it, but the more, I think at least I'm, it's like shock therapy basically where I'm just, I kind of get used to it and just go like at first I was really afraid of it and afraid of people, people are saying, but now I just do it so much that I'm like, fuck it. Like, I mean, it is, it is more about me and less about what people think about me. It's more like, how can I articulate myself better and stuff like that? And the little bit of being the fear has is still there, but it, it wanes. You know, it goes and comes. It depends. You know, you could. You know what I'm stuck on right now is you can hear a bunch of people say "Wow" and "Good," but it'd be that one person that'd be like, "Your shit sucks." Wow. And you, you suck. You suck for days. Now I kind of, and I'm, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like you get more of that screw you kind of attitude from, from people who, who their, whose art form is to draw or write or whatever. I feel like, um, many, many 
I feel maybe it's because that art form you do because it's something that's in your heart. You you put that out there because it's because you appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, screw you, you know, I you know, I love what I created. I I feel like more more artists that that whose medium is, you know, canvas or paper, I I hear that from, you know, that F you sort of attitude as opposed to, you know, did I do okay? Like <laughs> what yes, do you think? Yeah. Poor Kevin, I torture him with my like whenever I do an audition, I make him like, Will you please help me with this? I don't know which one to send. Like I just, you know, I I I need that I need somebody to tell me that it's good or which yeah. one is good or which one is right. Not but I feel like people whose art form is canvas or paper, they you know, they it's there's there's a little bit of a not a, a not, like anonymous anonymity whatever like anonymity. like it's not so even though it is me when I'm drawing stuff but there's I can at least cover it up a little bit instead of when you're acting even though you're acting as a role still people I think I think I, I don't know because I'm not an actor but I could assume that when someone tells me my acting is bad compared to like my drawing is bad I think I would take the acting a little bit bad because it's like you're kind of saying I'm bad like right, I mean right, um, right. where if I'm if I'm drawing someone tells me that my drawing is bad I go for now you know or <laughs> or just for the second you know I can get better at not that you couldn't get better at acting but I could I could see the difference I could I could definitely see but also uh, maybe they don't like it but you know somebody will you know yeah, yeah. interestingly it's all subjective period yeah um art um the 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 interestingly like if someone were to say and i wish people would say were were more forthright in uh in in you know giving honest uh assessments of of of, of plays um or 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 work uh but if someone were to say um my sister would say that like you were horrible. Your, your acting was, was, was bad. My sister would tell me that. But what <laughs> it would do, she, she, she's said things like that uh, to me in the past. But it, it generally will make me, that kind of honesty will, like if it were said to me about acting, I would then, I probably would have already felt something similar. About yourself. Uh, uh, about your already. Work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that what, well, I know that what that would mean for me as far as acting is that I was in my head or that I was, 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 was not true to a character. I wasn't being vulnerable. I was instead being self-conscious and, and judging myself. And because I was getting in the way of myself like that, it could appear bad or, or inauthentic. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so, that can be a very uh, valid uh, critique from someone uh, uh, to me. So, so yeah. So I would I would appreciate that. Um, I'm sure it would sting. That, that too, sounds though. I'm like sure she... it could sting in like, oh, your acting sucks. Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> that sounds like to me like she she believes in you and knows your potential, and she's like, you didn't meet the potential that I know that you have which is different from the sometimes where it's like um, the person that is like, you, you're not it for the, you will never be it mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is a question too for, I mean, it goes back to that shock. Um, the more you do it, the more you get criticized and more, or the more you just put it out there, but it, it still seems so like, 
you I'm what I mean, pigeonhole you actors. I'm like, y'all still soft, basically, is what I'm hearing. That you still that just no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm just poking fun. Mm-hmm. I know that you guys are sensitive. Um I um but it still it still affects you pretty pretty hard. Some some of you, I think it's all different. It seems like maybe it gets a little easier for some of you, or some of it doesn't. Or what what do you feel about criticism? I I, I guess it depends on where it's coming from and what's being said, mm-hmm. um, how it's being said. I mean, it's, it's just you know. Oh my god! Yeah, as Brandon said earlier, though, you know, it's like you know, coming off that stage, you know, someone can say all kinds of things to you any other time, but that in that one particular time that it can affect you that way. So yeah, it depends on the circumstance. Um, yeah, it depends on what's being said. Would you rather have it being someone random or someone close say something? Um, Cause now I'm thinking about it. I don't think, I don't think I care about other random people, but it would probably hurt my feelings if like someone in my family was like, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it it, it would it would depend on the situation. I I, mm, I, I can make a case for for both uh, situations. So yeah, I guess it, could, it 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 would depend. It then though ultimately does go back to me to to correct it to make it feel better for myself, and mm. that it's about you know in knowing that. Art is subjective and whether or not to, to you know, judging the, 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 the how it was delivered, you know, what the intent was. You know, if it were a stranger, you know, it can, yeah, there are too many variables. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would have to, I'd have to just judge it based on the situation. But constructive criticism to me, if it's, you know, if- whether it's family or friends or a completely strange, complete stranger, you know, if somebody's telling, if someone, if the, if the criticism, the criticism that I'm getting is, you know, it's not, not coming at you with daggers, but coming at you with positivity. It's, it's, you know, it's easier to take. It's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know usually that, that, fine. you know, might help you to, you know, to do a better job next time or to see something differently. Yeah. What are you about to say, Brandon? Oh, I don't know. I just, I had this one, the, when I went to acting school or whatever, the, the very last class on the very last day, um, I had a really Kathleen McNenny. She's an amazing teacher. The last thing she said was, uh, this is the one advice I want you all to take is if you go and you see someone show and it was the worst thing you've ever seen and you hated it more than anything in the world. Uh, I want you to walk up to that person and I want you to say thank you and that's it. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Um, so I, I don't know if I exactly agree with uh, the what you yeah, guys I, are saying, but I, I hear both I sides. I think I disagree sure. with that a little bit. I, I think, <clears throat> I think, sorry, I'm agreeing with Kevin so much. I mean, it depends. It really, it's all contextual. Like, I, <laughs> it depends. I, I, I want someone to tell me what they think so I can improve. But then at the same time, yeah. But 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 what what do what what do any of them know? And they could be completely right, but it's it, they're on the outside. And then what you're doing, whether you're drawing Honestly, they or could, what, going up on stage, that's from the inside. I mean, it's it's a different experience when you're like. I personally there, try not to say you know, anything negative about somebody's work. Anyway, you know, there, I'm, yeah. I, there's an old saying: if you have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. 
um, if you know, I guess I don't lie about it, and that's what your that's what your professor or mentor was telling you. You know, don't don't you know feed them a bunch of bullshit if it's don't tell them that was great. Yeah, no. Um, you know, mm-hmm. if you have, if you can say something constructively, or if you feel like, you know, the person's close enough to you to, you know, pull them aside and say, Hey, you know, that was, you know, that was whatever. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I see what both of you are, where both of you are coming from. I see what both of you are saying, but I, I do yeah. believe that, you know, I it's agree. Tough. You. No, um, no, I was going to say, I agree. I was going to, what was something else that you guys said that I was like, Sometimes, sometimes not. Oh, about um, I'm sometimes the most sensitive to with criticism things that I know. Like if I know that I did something wrong on like a drawing or whatever, a stand up bit or a podcast, I know I said something wrong. Um, is when that person calls that out. Is when I'm the even though I knew about it the whole time. I'm like yeah, I knew that I was doing that wrong, but when you said it, it really hurt. <laughs> I don't know why, I knew that, but um, I definitely fall prey to that. Um. Same thing with like, yeah, I, I want my, I want, I want my audience. I want to please my audience. So I want them to tell me if something is like, if, if I can approve on something, you know? Yeah. So I want them to tell me, but then I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know as I go. Well, when you're doing comedy, you can kind of, you know, you can judge that by the laughter or the lack of, right? Yeah, like if you're doing right. stand up, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of a bitter, like, you know, People will be painfully honest after that. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that joke sucked. Like, <laughs> like people, you know, they don't like, as if you have no feelings. But yeah, all right. Like if the if if you already weren't laughing, I already knew the joke sucked. But then you go, right. oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but someone someone could walk up to you and be like, that joke sucked. But then you were there and you heard a big laugh. Right, like, right, I don't right. Like right. I have that, you know. Good point. So. Yeah. What about you with your art, Sierra? What do you think? I would, I love getting feedback. Like I had a professor in college that would just like, honestly, like we would thrive together in class because they would just rip apart like everybody's shit (laughs) and it would piss some people off. Just, just hearing it like kind of rapid fire, but like in that sense, it was a learning atmosphere. So my my viewpoint on it was just like, well, I don't want to graduate and then just only know how to make shit because you know nobody would tell me, you know, hey, you kind of made some shitty shit. Like <laughs> so, so that was like, so I loved that when I was you know learning, and now I kind of I like feedback. I just like it, you know. I feel like there has to be a certain point where you are able to take any kind of, take almost any kind of feedback. Obviously there's going to be like a, there's a line where, you know, shit gets out of pocket, Mm -hmm. but there's a certain point where you got to be able to take the criticism or be able to have something that you can, of yours that you can really pick apart. And like, I have stuff that I make and stuff that I used to make old stuff that I make. And there's some old stuff where I'm just like, I just want to repress this memory. I don't want to look back here. Yeah. But then, you know, I also have a lot of, I feel like most of my work, I can look back and be like, you didn't know, you didn't know how a tripod worked, Mm -hmm. but now, now you're a tripod, now you're a tripod master, babe. And Mm -hmm. I can, I can, you can still, I can still find like either in hindsight looking like, man, you know, you've really, I can see the growth, Mm -hmm. I guess now, or I can at least see, you know, 
man, you were really in your bag that freshman year of high school. You just, you were really happy that day. You were really happy with this work at the time. You know, you gotta be, you gotta be honest with people because there's some real, not great stuff out there. Because sometimes we just be telling, we just be going with it. We just go with it. Yeah, Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Do you do art for yourself or do you do it for people? I feel like you just most time. I'm just maybe I'm just projecting. I'm like I do art for my peeps. You know, that's why I'm. I mean, I'm doing it for my audience. I would. I mean, not that I wouldn't probably draw. No one was around, but you know, I make art for people most of the time. Or people do art in general. I think. Well, I mean, I project. I'm sure some of it's for other for themselves, but a lot of it's so someone to hear it one day or see it one day well, or. Yeah. So that be the case, I should be a little bit open to criticism. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. but it's hard because I'm like, who do you what do you know? This is mine. Right, <laughs> right. Maybe um, maybe yeah. that is the difference between looking and seeing like like sometimes I'll get upset if I do get feedback on something because maybe in the moment you're thinking like, damn, I really like worked hard on that, but it's also I got to think of it more in terms of like. I can do this a lot better. Like it's within me. I have that capacity to, I have that capacity to, you know, exceed this bar of someone's, you know, critique. Like, you know, if I am doing a photo shoot, I can be like, no one can say that I didn't have like this flair or no one can say, no one can challenge me on this lighting. No Mm. one can, no one can challenge me on my dialogue writing because, you know, I know that that, so I guess it is kind of like a conf- it's like a confidence thing. Yeah, it sounds like and like a fear thing because you don't want to be afraid to you don't want to be afraid to to f- not even fall but just trip. Yeah. I feel like yeah, you have to have confidence to be like this is the best I'm doing right now, but also yeah. be confident enough to be like I'm going to improve, so please let me know what's yeah. going on here. Hmm. I like what you said. Sierra. And the- there's a uh, if you guys yeah, I'm have sorry, read the letters to young. I said I like what you said, Sierra. The difference between looking and seeing, I like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what you're saying, Ben? Oh no, just um the there's this thing I read letters to a young poet where they talk about like this exact thing in like the first page or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a really good read if you want to check it out. Grandpa, how you feel about criticism? Well, I think yeah, it's I think outside. it's good. I, I I prefer to to have a critique on what I'm doing. Uh, it helps me to you know to understand uh, whether I'm doing the right thing or not. You know whether I'm doing a yeah. good job. So it depends on you know to what degree the the critique is. Uh, you know if it's uh, if it's helpful, but. Uh, you know, acting, uh, the media is a tremendous influence in our society, and I'm just hoping that uh, uh, it can help to uh, make this society more peaceful because uh, we have a lot of issues right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. On a lighter note, Miss Sierra, are you a Pittsburgh Sealer fan? Oh, no, I've got some little YouTuber merch on. Well, I asked only because, uh, not just because of the YouTube merch that you, uh, but because of the colors. And I see that the, your, your super cool chair that you're sitting in, as well as the oh, yeah. behind you, uh, they seem to have those colors. The, uh, I guess it's not really gold, but, uh, yeah. Don't cool. worry. 
Don't worry, Kevin. I will never understand sports. Oh. I'll, never, <laughs> I'll never know what's going on. Uh, gotcha. Just a nice color coordination. Yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a whole motif, the black and yellow. Yeah, yeah. And Finus, are you freezing since we since you're, you turned your heat off? Yeah, I, we're at time. You saw me put the hood on. I was we're at, we're at time. Like... We cannot let Finus hang on any later, bro. I'll be over here. No, that I'm, man I'm, is I'm cold. Dedication. You turned the heat off. You turned the heat off. I was. Like, I, was n- I would not you know go and do that. I appreciate you caring about me over here. I was like. <laughs> Bigger man than me. Shapiro <laughs> bounced. He's like, man, I'm going to go sit by the oven or something. Yeah, I, got a, I got a crack in my window, too, which is oh. the worst on the wintertime. Oh, my gosh, you do. Oh, no. It's oh, the my worst. God. Summertime is super. It's, I don't know which one's worse to have it, Doran, but, but they're both terrible. Yeah, <laughs> no. Don't do that again. We, we'll, be, we'll be fine. I came to the apartment this way. They were just like, sorry, <laughs> yo. I got a crack in the apartment. What you going to do? Not pay, this actually... Not pay this a lot of money for this New York apartment. <laughs> You notice the crack in the window and you're like, oh, that's art. So it's actually going to be 50 <laughs> extra to stay there for the ambience. <laughs> yeah. We're charging you for ambience. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We just did uh, two hours like it was nothing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we'd started Almost. yet. Almost. <laughs> well, well, considering how late we started for the dinner break. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for letting me eat you guys. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No, we always do um, last thoughts. If you guys are cool with it, I would just like love to go around and then just end end the show. Cool, so, thanks. Um, Susan, what are your last thoughts? <laughs> Everybody yeah. hates starting. So. Well, thank you guys so much for having us back. It's, um, I, you know, I, I'm. When you're when you're an actor, you're you're you know you're trained to be out there in the public and you know and you perform, but you don't. Uh, my first band was a rock band, and I always had a hard time speaking in between songs. Like I just never, you, know, you almost have to write a script to say mm-hmm. the right things. Otherwise, you're just up there, and all of a sudden there's crickets. Um, so this this moment that you've put me on the spot to be, <laughs> to be the first one. I'm trying not to have crickets, but um, to say something meaningful. Thank you thank you very much for having us back. And it was almost a year to the day because I think last year was my birthday. Yeah, we, it was. When is it, your well, birthday The now? 13th is my birthday. It was last week. Or I think you're right. Until oh, six and eight. Thank you. Happy yeah. birthday. Is that a birthday? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so... So yeah, it's sort of our, our anniversary, our anniversary with you guys. Oh, yeah. no, not our anniversary. <laughs> like our anniversary <laughs> passed. Wait, what? Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I got missed your birthday and the anniversary. <laughs> what about you, Kevin? Last thoughts. Um, get out there and just do it. Nike has the best slogan going. Truly, just do it. Uh, Grandpa. Well, I will be watching for your uh, acting on screen, and uh, you have a smart lady there, Kevin. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys will yes. both succeed very well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, another last thought. Uh, this Tuesday, 10 p.m. on CBS, FBI Most Wanted. Check me out. All right. Hopefully February, I won't February be 1st, cut out. Yeah. February 1st. <laughs> Hopefully I'm in it. I hope you're in it. 
No. Uh, Sierra. Um, Grandpa and Chill Gang Gang. Everybody just hang in there. I said Grandpa and Chill Gang Gang. You know? Good night, everybody. All right. Good night. Minus. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Podcasting with Grandpa Bart and Rosie, always on his shoulder. This is Grandpa and Chill. Grandpa and Chill is brought to you by your hosts, Brandon Fox, Bart Frank, and Finus Jackson. Our producer is Sierra Doss. To watch and listen to full episodes of the show and follow us on social media, visit grandpaandchill.com. That's grandpaandchill.com.